1: And welcome to the Lucha Central Weekly Podcast. This is the podcast that covers news and events happening in the world of Lucha Libre, talking Mexico-based promotions and top of dependence, along with luchador-related news from throughout the United States. The Lucha Central Weekly Pod- Podcast is part of the Lucha Central Podcast Network on LuchaCentral.com. This podcast and others from the network are also available on all major podcast streaming platforms including iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, PodBase Speaker, Google Play, and more. And don't forget our streaming partners at TheChairShot.com. My name is Miranda Morales and I'm one of the co-hosts of the Lucha Central Weekly Podcast. And let me bring in the rest of the team. Introducing first, he is the dashing one, Mr. Dusty Murphy. Dusty, how are you? Uh,
2: I am doing fantastic. How are you doing, Miranda?
1: I am great. So great, in fact. i got to bring in the third member of this trio's team, and that's who?
2: Who? Who? Who?
3: Who?
1: It's the one and only Brendan Barr.
2: That's
3: it. Yeah. Re- you see, Dusty, she doesn't forget to do it. Yeah, I forgot.
1: <laughs> no, I think I added an extra one. But that was no, more for the
2: success. No, last week. When yes. it was just Brendan and I, I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> I just okay. introduced him. which I realized uh, it like immediately afterwards. I
3: when wasn't gonna call you out on it until you said something <laughs> on air. <laughs> I mean, it's not the
2: same way when it's just you
1: two. Like I can guess right. yeah. why, you know, we have the more informal uh, introductions there. But hey, alas, we are all back together. Still in early 2023, is it still is it still? Can you say Happy New Year? Still, is it like past yeah, the, that was, time?
3: The Chinese like New Year is January, isn't until the 23rd, so oh, we, uh, oh yeah,
1: very good point, valid point very good point uh well still then happy new year to everyone hope you've been enjoying uh the early parts of 2023 don't forget if you haven't already go ahead and listen to our end of year awards for 2022 all our nominations and our winners episodes are both posted so you can listen to everyone that we nominated and ended up awarding the big uh honors to in the year of 2022 including rising star trios of the year tag team of the year luchador of the year luchador of the year and of course match of the year and the cookie sheet award the infamous sheet award made its return (laughs) in here's uh award so if you want to know who were our big winners go ahead and check out our uh episodes. They're all posted on luchacentral.com as well as the Lucha Central YouTube page, all of our streaming partner pages, including the chairshot.com. But that was then. This is now we're gonna be going into <laughs> oh, I guess call the present and the future. Uh we are back to our regularly formatted show. And so let's kick this off with News of the week with Brendan.
3: Hey, um, yeah. So we are doing news of the week. Uh, a lot of the news of this week was not about Lucha, so it's going to be pretty brief. Uh, if you guys know, we've been talking about it. The WWE is just doing crazy stuff. Uh, but so far, it hasn't impacted Luchadors, so we're not going to talk too much about it until they move into uh, the world of uh, move past the world of speculation. <laughs> The big news in Lucha this week seems to have been the passing of Black Warrior. We uh, uh, are just going to do a quick, uh, a quick uh, reach out to his family. Hopefully they they are all happy and well at this point in time. I know it's always tough to lose a family member, but uh, we've, that that was that was uh, news that we didn't have a lot more to add. If you want to read up on the history of Black Warrior, Lucha Blog has done a very good job of, of detailing him over there. Uh, and then uh, just the the one other one for those of you out there that want to see more Lucha. Uh, we have um, Big Luchas and Galli's crossover event is now on Pro Wrestling TV for a scant ten dollars. So. Uh, Galley, as we've detailed on the program many times, is a lucha-based promotion on this side of the border. And, uh, Big Lucha is Bandito's promotion, and they, they did a show, they recorded it, now you can finally see all of this stuff for us, for mere ten dollars on, uh, Pro Wrestling TV, uh, which is, uh, a, a good alternative to get a lot of channels or wrestling, you will see a lot of lucha stars on there as well. I know we talk about fight a lot, but pro wrestling TV also a good option. Uh, that's my news of the week. Uh, because we were talking about Big Lucha, I'm just gonna roll right into the indie roundup here where Big Lucha had a, had a match. You, um, they had six matches, and uh, I'm gonna kind of go the the First one was a nice opening match with the students. I'm not going to go into too much detail on it. Uh, And then the second match was, again, more young guys, but of interest to especially me uh, on this one was Jack Evans came out and offered some of the the members of this to join his faction, Los Locos Evans. So uh, I don't know how that's going to play out because they didn't, put the t shirt on to use the old NWO reference, but uh we did he is he's actively recruiting young guys and we know more about what Jack Evans is doing right now for work. Uh then we had uh we had Bendito and Flamita against uh Cometa Maya and Radioactivo with Bendito and Flamita getting a uh, the win on that. And then our fourth match, there was. Unless I can't read my own notes, because that's how I roll today. Um, I will t- it doesn't help to be able to read it. I K U. I don't know how he says that. Uh, I K U. Probably. Uh, Jack Evans and Vengador against Galeno del Mal, Gravity, and Ray Orus. Um the uh the Jack Evans trio got the win on that one and the next action we had El Potro de oro Mr Wynn and ecstasy first uh oh Ecstasy elemental fornio Elemental fornio action Jackson. Right there's an
2: apartment down here
3: there is a private entrance oh. yeah. Um, sorry about that. Uh, and and uh, El Potro de Oro got the win for the golden ticket. My understanding is that's something like a money in the bank sort of situation. And lastly, the really big news that came out of this one, you might have heard it already, but uh, emperador Azteca beat El Bandito for the big Lucha World Championship. And this is kind of where I was going to invite a little bit of conversation here because uh, those of you who listened to the the end-of-the-year show heard we were talking a lot about Bandito. He he was uh, in the running for Luchador of the Year. He was uh, talked about about in some of the big matches of the year. Um, this, This is kind of implying to me and a lot of people that he's planning on not being in Mexico as much and at his own gym as much in the coming year if he's not keeping the belt on himself. I mean, Emperor Emperor Azteca is a good wrestler, but uh, it's not not the big uh, surprising win of somebody who is getting a big push. It's kind of more, again, in my opinion uh putting on the guy who's going to be solid and put out good matches while Bendito is away. Um Dusty or Miranda, do you guys have any thoughts on this?
2: I kind of agree. It's not like a groundbreaking name. Um and he's not I mean, he's a big name, he's, but he's yeah. not such a big name that it's like, "Oh my gosh, he's going to be the next Guy to take this over long term, you know. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have that feel, but at the same time, it feels like he was big enough of a name that it doesn't give the rub to a a guy further down that would have been kind right. of star status by winning. Yeah, and, we, yeah, yeah so move so further up. A,
3: yeah,
2: yeah. I feel like it just feels like a placeholder. I mean, I think, no yeah. offense to Emperor Aztec.
3: Yeah.
1: yeah, I think it, it's a good point. Um, I mean, one, you you know, we can kind of suspect um, that, like you mentioned, Brendan, um, he's not going to be spending as much time at the gym or with that promotion. Um, but maybe it also means there, there's still uncertainty about what that means, the fact that maybe this is a transitional champion until they figure something out, or maybe um, champion until, you know, Bandito in particular knows a little bit more about his schedule or, you know, also the fact that at Big Lucha, and, and you can attest to this a little bit more, Brendan, what big stars have they kind of produced so far? Um, maybe it's just more out of necessity that Bandito has been the big name that they haven't quite built anyone up yet to the point where anybody who got that belt could have been, yeah, you know,
3: and, seen and, in this. And that's the other thing that can be said about this is this is a, a more uh, a more beatable champion. As as uh, again, I don't want to make it sound like we're we're talking down of because Emperor Dor Azteca is a great talent. Yeah. and him main eventing the card is, is a good thing, but he's not Bandito. He's not internationally known. He's not. Uh, he doesn't. <laughs> To hundreds of dollars a night in merch or any of that, you know, it's and his name's not on the gym, right? Like this, thing. Uh, but uh, but that means that you know, now there's there can be drama and storyline around the heavyweight championship. So it may it may not mean that Bandito's not going anywhere. It just may mean that he wants to have more actual storyline or give more of these young guys the opportunity to rise up to the to the challenge of being in a main event match. Mm-hmm. Very true But I, I am always looking forward to him coming to the States I have it on good authority That he has a very functional working visa And can do whatever he needs to Whenever he needs to So uh, <laughs> we will we will be seeing him up north somewhere this year I guarantee Yeah. that that's it that's my uh my indie roundup for the week uh, as as always i'm gonna give the the pitch now that we're back to our normal format uh i wanna hear i mean this this comes off as uh, as kind of a big news story as well but I want to hear about the the smaller matches too the you know we've got guys out here in the pacific northwest that have been doing uh Doing doing small matches uh, for promotions that are in in uh, Idaho and or in Eastern Oregon and places that you know nobody wouldn't be able to find on a map that don't live out here, and I'm still am getting results from some of these guys and trying to sneak them into the into the show as much as I can. So don't think I'm gonna leave out your your independent promotion stuff. If you're wrestling a luchador, if there's a luchador on the show. If, you know, it's an all-Lucha promotion out of Texas or California, I really want to hear about you. Uh, Miranda's going to be going back down to California for some some uh, matches down there. We will be covering lots on the indie Roundup to come, and I want to make sure that your program is added to it, too.
1: Yeah, speaking of, um, a change that occurred... Uh, just recently was Mass Republic's own uh, Lucha Libre Mexicana has had a show change uh, that was originally scheduled to be held at the Agua Caliente Casino Cathedral City this past Saturday. However, due to the crazy weather that's happening throughout California, um, and that is primarily an outdoor event, the uh, event has changed. So the new date is Saturday, January 28th at the Agua Caliente Casinos at Cathedral City. Um, you're still scheduled to appear, of course, the legendary psychosis, Archangel Divino and Ultimo Maldito, uh, Tirables Jr., uh, Susie Love, uh, and a lot more talent still scheduled, uh, to appear. So. Um, make sure to visit Mass Republic on social media for more information, but Lucha Libre Mexicana sponsored by Mass Republic. The new show date is Saturday, January 28th. Still going to be at the Agua Caliente Casino. Uh, tickets that were previously purchased will still be honored, um, and transferred for that show. Uh, so, and you can reach out to Agua Caliente Casinos directly for more information about tickets. Uh, but, uh, Rass Republic's still rolling on, rain or shine, uh, but better than shine. B- better, better for <laughs> it to be, be in Better them. than
3: <laughs> shine. <laughs> better yeah. than shine, yes. Yeah. I, I've been to a few outdoor lucha shows in the rain, and they're still fun, but they're nowhere near as fun as when they aren't wet and everything's slippery it's it's pretty terrifying at times yeah it's yeah. uh
1: it's just not fun uh, especially for the you know community of Cathedral City um they're just a, a wonderful crowd and I want them to be able to enjoy uh their time so uh, make sure if you have not already to reach out to Cathedral City um uh to uh, Agua Caliente Casinos um for information on tickets if you already got your tickets for the 14th they still will be honored at the 28th and uh speaking of the night before January 27th PCW uh, Ultra will be celebrating uh their 7th anniversary show that's going to be held in uh the PCW um arena in Wilmington, California uh already announced for this event your new PCW Ultra Champion Jacob Fatu will be facing Black Taurus. Uh Biva Van is going to be defending the Ultra Women's Championship against Masha Slamovic. Uh, as far as the specialty meet and greet um wrestler that will be in attendance, uh Chavo Guerrero Jr. will be at the meet and greet um earlier in the show so that's gonna be a big treat for anyone who does go to the meet and greets such a great opportunity to meet all of the wrestlers and of course kind of the headliner for the meet and greet. um jay vidal is going to be defending the ultra light championship against davy richards uh border patrol for anyone who's uh been to a wrestling revolution show uh <laughs> They will be making an appearance facing the Gates of Agony. Um, oh, wow. Ring of Honor's Gates of Agony, yes.
3: Oh, that's a big, big match. Mm-hmm. Yeah, There's a lot of big boys in the ring, too. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. <laughs>
1: So, uh, again, tickets are still available. You can visit PCW Ultra, uh, on social media and PCWUltra.com. Uh, just coming up now, gonna be soon, uh, a week away, uh, for all of these matches and more. Uh, so yeah, a, a double banger weekend, uh, in the California, in the Southern California area between PCW Ultra yeah. and Lucha Libre Mexicana.
3: Yeah, um, real quick too, I wanted to, I mentioned many luchadors that had appeared during, uh, the AEW run up here in the Pacific Northwest between Washington and Oregon. Uh, we did not mention Viva Van and you reminded me of that when you mentioned her on the card. She had a fantastic match on Dark. So, more reasons to, to go check her out there. Maybe get yourself primed for that, uh, PCW Ultra match.
1: Uh, yes, like Brendan said, if you are a pro wrestling fan, promotion, wrestler, uh, photographer, uh, we would love to hear more from you and from your promotions wherever you are. So we're going to be sharing our info at the very end of the episode. So stay tuned, but feel free to reach out to us so that way we can share uh, your promotion, or your matches information on a future edition of the Indie Roundup. Up next, though, you know what time it is. We're going to kick it to Denise Alcedo, who brings us this week's Lucha Central Central.
2: Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with
3: attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head.
0: Hey everyone, it's Denise Salcedo here in Lucha Central Central with a reminder of where and when to catch all of the great network contents this week. Get the full lineup and listen to all of our shows in the podcast network section of luchacentral.com. On Tuesdays, The Lucha Brothers, as well as Japanese legend, Ultimo Dragon. Go to lucha-masks.com and fight lucha strong with masks from your favorite lucha legends and pro wrestling revolution luchadores. Stay safe in style and represent your favorite luchador. Get yours now at lucha-masks.com powered by pro wrestling revolution.
1: Thank you to Denise Alcedo who brings us this week's Lucha Central Central letting you know what's happening throughout the lucha central podcast network so we got into the meat of the news this week we are going to start off with cmll
3: again just a real quick update and as always i'm looking for feedback on this there's so much cmll we could do sometimes i overcut and sometimes i talk too long so you know let me know but uh, I really wanted to go over the fact that we had some interesting things going on with uh, Rocky Romero in particular in CMLL. Uh, they had a recent event where they were having I a, uh, – a, uh, uh, I can't remember the terminology for it at the moment. It's a mixed match where you have a, a Rudo and a Technico on a tag team. And Rocky Romero was paired with Volador Jr., Uh, and then, uh, this was, uh, there was, there was a match, uh, there was a match earlier in the evening. We, uh, as, as, uh, Lucha Blog phrased it, it's kind of a, a thing in CMLL where the babyface will pick up the, uh, the microphone and demand one more mat, one more fall, as opposed to the five more minutes chance that we, uh, in the early, early, uh, territories days would do. Uh and it actually happened. They they got it and but Rocky Romero kind of kicked Volador
2: Jr in the junk.
1: <laughs> but I hate when
3: that
2: happens. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> it's always funny when it's somebody else. It's like I I don't know. It's not that I hate when it happens. I hate when it happens to me. <laughs> um but so
3: so after the match, Rocky Romero demanded an NWA welterweight championship, which they're going to have next week, and uh, Rob Viper and, uh, and Lucha Blog are speculating that's going to lead to an eventual uh, Apoistus match. So uh, just kind of interesting news. I'll keep my eye on the story. Uh, Ro- to the best of my knowledge, Rocky Romero is not actually signed by CMLL, but I think uh, he's probably getting a little more of a push right now as Fantastica Mania is right around the corner and that's yeah. his baby. So.
2: But well, yeah, he's really <laughs> the bridge between New Japan and the rest of the world. He got a mm-hmm. lot of credit for the forbidden door thing that, mm-hmm. you know, he was really essential in setting that up with Tony Khan. And so, I mean, this is kind of his role basically is to go out there and, and put everybody over and then get them to come to Japan. And, It's exciting to see him get such a marquee spot now. He's really been a fantastic talent for a long time, but it feels like in the last year you've heard more about Rocky Romero than you had for a long time. Mm -hmm.
3: Certainly the previous couple of years, yeah. Yeah, since
2: the pandemic, yeah.
3: But he's come out and, and just, like you said, just blazing a trail there. Uh, that's what I've got for CMLL this week. Like I said, I'll keep an eye on the situation with Rocky Romero and Volador. Uh, they are doing a couple of other events that uh, are going to be hopefully big news coming out of it, but we'll see. Uh, stay tuned to the to Lugia Central for the updates on CMLL.
1: Thank you, Brendan. Up next, an assortment of news from AAA, including things that have just come out Pretty recently, pretty pretty uh, fresh news.
2: Yeah, well, today, as of recording time, but yeah, today, AAA held a press conference that kind of lined out what they were going to do for 2023, their thing for the whole year. They streamed it live on YouTube. It was a public thing, but it also ties in, like, all their advertisers and People that are you know kind of associated with AAA, or maybe that they're trying to court into doing business and advertising with AAA. We've seen a lot more of that in the last year, where they kind of had the shoes and different stuff going on. Looks like they'll have a few new things this year, but first thing, not new at all. Much like last year, we're going to have three nights of Triple Mania. Again, it will be in Monterey, Tijuana, and Mexico City. First up, on April the 16th, we have Triple Mania Chapter 1 in Monterey. That's at a baseball stadium. We have Triple Mania Night 2 on June the 17th in Tijuana. And we have Triple Mania Night 3, Chapter 3, on August the 12th in Mexico City at Arena Ciudad de Mexico. That's kind of the home for Triple Mania in Mexico City. So that's where you would expect to see it. Great things going on there, very much like last year where they had a tournament. This year, they're also having a tournament, apparently building to an Apoistus match. It's also built around the loser, but this is a tag team tournament. And basically, each team that loses advances to the next TripleMania, and then at the final match, the main event of TripleMania Chapter 3, the teams will... Having a place to smash against each other The four teams are Psycho Clown And Sam Adonis Pagano and Rush Yeah I know (laughs) Demon and DMT Azul And Pentagon Jr. With Alberto El Patron Some very interesting Teams there And each team as you may have guessed From the kind of readout They're all rivals Mm-hmm. And very interesting things going on. Monterey is the first round. Apparently it will be Psycho Clown and Sam Adonis versus Pagano and Roosh. And then Pinta and Alberto versus Blue Demon and DMT Azul. Obviously there's a lot of, you know, recent story and going on between Psycho Clown and Sam Adonis. This is really one <laughs> of those, how can they exist? Yeah. Tag team tournaments and and so it'll be interesting the real animosity or behind the scenes animosity I guess would be between Blue Demon and DMT Azul uh you know but DMT Azul was originally created to basically be a Blue Demon ripoff that was kind of mm-hmm. when he was Diamante Azul and that was kind of his whole thing was pretending to be Blue Demon for CMLL and Outright
3: confusing people who
2: thought they actually (laughs) saw Blue Demon Yeah, Yeah. people that saw him thought they had seen Blue Demon. Like, it wasn't (laughs) that they advertised him as Blue Demon, but they did everything they possibly could to make you think he was Blue Demon. And And so Blue Demon Jr., obviously, was pretty pissed off about this. And there has been bad blood between them for over a decade. Like, it's crazy. And so to see them on a tag team working together is just wild. That feels like the natural, the place to build. But at the same time, hair versus mask or something between Sam and Psycho Clown is money. We've seen Psycho Clown. You know, I I, I honestly think Psycho Clown versus Dr. Wagner Jr. is the most memorable a place to match of yes. this. Millennium, yeah. this century, this whatever. I mean, like the last. <laughs> recent, 20 years. recent history. Yeah. Recent history. I was. I mean, maybe it was because of my level of investment. I was deeply invested in that match. That and was, I thought was there was right. no way Dr. Wagner was going to lose that match.
3: Same with me. And I was so mad when he did. I oh. still am to this day. That's why I am. So I'm just going to call the shot right now. Sam Adonis is going to. Uh, either hit Psycho Clown with a cookie sheet or, or kick him in the junk, they're going to get disqualified in the first round, and they'll, they will advance to the next
1: one. I don't think they can go the distance. I <laughs> And maybe that's the thing. I mean, the concept is fascinating in which you have two yeah. rivals on a team and ultimately they need to make it to the final so that they could have their one-on-one apuestas match. And so can, can they contain themselves? Can they, you know, uh, work together just long enough to be able to face each other in the ring?
3: Cause it is also building to an apuestas match. So yeah. like. You have to be a special kind of crazy to throw the match and to put you into an Apuestas match, <laughs> where you could wind up losing your whole identity. Like I see, I see DMT Azul and Blue Demon attempting to get along, uh, as opposed to Sam Adonis, who's not. Like, and it, yeah. it's also interesting to me that they with DMT Azul and Sam Adonis in it, you have two members of La Empresa in this. Mm-hmm. So are are they going to have a kind of a faction plan for this?
2: You know, yeah, yeah. an alliance would benefit them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It it's really interesting. The stories that are into it are interesting. The motivation and the issues between each tag team are different so you've got a lot of different like storyline psychology going into it. There's a lot yeah. of different approaches. Everybody's approaching this in a different way and it's one of the most interesting things AAA's done in a while in my opinion. I, <laughs> right I, I, since I was, the last Ruleta de la Muerte. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was going to say, I, the last time I felt this hooked was when they started the last place this match <laughs> tournament You know, and yeah. it, it gives you time to, to get into it and I, I'm really excited about this. There's a lot of star power in this, and there's also Alberto besides all the star power. And a lot of good things going on. Uh, so I, I'm excited about that. Triple Mania is always a big deal. They're kind of back on their regular pre-COVID schedule. It looks like we're still going to see the, you know, Verano de Escondalo, usually in July or September. Looks like we're still going to see Heroes and Mortales. Um You know, the usuals that we're used to seeing, but it looks like three nights of Triple Mania are going to be the standard going forward, likely with Monterey, Tijuana, and Mexico City being the stops, and I mean, it's exciting. It helps make it more predictable. I I know there was some chatter of a Lucha Central trip to one of the Triple Manias, and so looking forward (laughs) to that if it happens, and Makes it a little more predictable for that big exciting things. And speaking of big exciting things and things that AAA loves to do, they are bringing back the Lucha Libre World Cup for the first time in six years. Yes, uh, I'm so excited. I was so (laughs) invested in the Lucha Libre World Cup, and it's just so fun. They. Haven't had it since twenty seventeen. And what's also really fun this year is that before it was always sponsored by a beer company. This <laughs> year it's sponsored by a company called Charlie. And they make like soccer jerseys and stuff. Mm. Oh, yeah, they make okay.
3: like the Triple Mania jerseys that we got to see.
2: Yeah, yeah, they and, they do good work. Uh, yeah, they they do incredible work. And them <laughs> sponsoring the Lucha Libre World Cup, there is no way we're not getting Lucha Lucha Libre World Cup jerseys. And we like, oh, I've they got did, to have one.
3: They did a bang up job with the the the, the last Lucha jerseys they did. So yeah, I. Uh, I regret letting those go by. I'm not going to let this go by, especially yeah, me either. with the World Cup, because then I can buy my USA shirt and, and, and represent and not feel like I'm a poser.
2: Yeah, See the, the jingoistic thing. It's Team USA and, and Lucha Libre. It's different. Yeah. And this Lucha Libre World Cup is going to happen in Guadalajara. On March the 19th at the Guadalajara Baseball Stadium, there's going to be a men's tournament and a women's tournament, which is, you know, kind of interesting and exciting. The women's tournament is smaller. It's only going to have four teams, a Mexico team, United States team, a Japan team, and a rest of the world team. No teams have been announced yet, but I think it's very fair to say we're going to see Taya on one of these teams. But where do we see her? Mexico? Rest of the world? I mean, she's yeah. Canadian. Mm-hmm. There's There's a lot of possibility there, so it opens up
3: an now, interesting
2: situation for her.
3: Go ahead. She'd been in the Women's World Cup before, but was she, uh, was she in Team Mexico one of the two years she was in it? I don't remember because she was definitely Rest of the World when she came down with Johnny Mundo.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I remember, was, yeah, because that was Team Mundo at that point, but I'm not <laughs> sure. Um, yeah, yeah, okay. I, I yeah, <laughs> we don't. It's been a
3: while back. Um, I would also like to point out to to listeners because there are listeners that have come
2: into Lucha Libre. She League was right. Team Canada in 2015.
3: Oh, okay. oh yeah, with Casey Spinelli. Yeah, yeah, they actually had a whole team Canada. Um. And those of you who don't know, Casey Spinelli is from Vancouver. That's the only reason that she, I, she stuck into my head. That she's not, to the best of my knowledge, she's not a lucha trained. She's classic American wrestling trained. But, uh, but I did want to point out that uh, for a lot of people who come in since then, the original one. So if the last one was in 2017, you said uh, three years yes. before that, the first one was this big global phenomenon that got a lot of eyes on to Lucha for the first time. Like that was the thing I consistently heard is I watched the, I watched the world cup for the the first time. Uh, it was my first time doing Lucha. So um, if you've come in since then and haven't gone back, the first two in particular are spectacular and really a lot of emotional storytelling. It showcases, all of the Lucha Libre styles. It makes everybody look like a, either a big star or a big villain. Like a Team USA was the big villains both those years, and yeah, uh, it was it was worth it. I mean, it really was. So, uh, and I believe AAA has both of those up on their YouTube channel, which is once again available in the United States. I, it's still surreal to me that I have to check every once in a while, but. <laughs>
2: Yeah, no, that is true. You do have to keep an eye on it.
3: <laughs> uh, and if not, we can uh, probably send you some links to Cubs fans or somebody else's uh, special uh, special reserve. So, <laughs> but yeah. Oh, I'm so excited about the World Cup. Miranda, we've been talking. Did you watch the original World Cups? And if not, do you, you want to go watch them now? Or if I- so... No, art, I, did, uh, I didn't.
1: Uh, I didn't watch the original ones, um, but I, I, I've heard about it. So um, I, it's really exciting to see that come back. And um, yeah, I, I, to me, I'm coming in with a fresh perspective, fresh pair of eyes. Sweet. So uh, I'm yeah. keeping a very open mind to it. But I think again, it's something very cool that again we're already on this. Um, you know, uh, high off of, of the actual World Cup and for them to utilize it. I mean, think about other things too, you know, that, um, travel is now, uh, happening, you know, it, it makes it so much easier to ha- bring in so many different people from all over the world. So I think the
3: timing of it is great. And Guadalajara is a heck of a destination. Like. Yeah. You, you, you're not going to the suburbs of Mexico city. You're going to a beautiful area of Mexico. So the wrestlers get a mini vacation. Fans might be more likely to fly in from around the world for this sort of thing. Because you know, Guadalajara, they write songs about Guadalajara, you guys. <laughs>
2: uh, It's, it's exciting. And, and like we've said, the, te- the world cup format is exciting. It is a trios format. The only one team has been announced so far. The teams, the teams have been announced, but only the members of one team have been announced, I guess. But the teams are Team United Kingdom, Team Japan, Team Latin America, which is basically South America and Puerto Rico, Team Canada, Team United States, Team Rest of the World, Team Mexico Triple A, and Team Mexico Nación Lucha Libre slash Triple A, which has its members announced Il del Vikingo, Psycho Clown and Alberto El Patrón. So they've got a two man team. Yeah. Basically. <laughs> so far, two stars and some dude named Alberto.
3: <laughs> <laughs> no, and we uh, we're joking a little bit about it. We've talked a bit about the fact that Alberto's response, uh, Lucha Blog even talked about this too. I I'm, I'm quoting him a lot this week. I apologize. I know he hates it when we do that. Uh But uh, yeah, uh, the response to him in Mexico is very different than the rest of the world. There's a lot of people to whom he's still the face of Mexican wrestling, and they don't know the rest of the nonsense that has gone on in his life. Uh, So it'll be very interesting to see what the crowd reaction to him is like at at the Triple Manias and at the, the Lucha Libre World Cup. They are taking uh, – a, it's a calculated gamble, but it's an interesting one too, just by announcing him on the card.
2: And, and Lucha Blog touched on this. Outside of all his other issues and the things that go along with having Alberto, if you meet him in person, he is very charismatic and so charming. My son and I met him in a SmackDown taping, 2010. We just saw him kind of walking as we were in the parking lot. And we hollered out to him. He came over, signed an autograph, walked us over, showed us the Rolls Royce that he was going to ride out on that night, that he was going to come out backstage. So nice, so charismatic. And after that, I was like, oh, this Alberto guy. Like, he is so cool. And then you find out what he's really like. And it's so (laughs) disappointing. But beyond that, he's not like one-on-one. His charisma – and I'm glad it's not just me. I always felt like it was just me, that somehow I was just starstruck by him until Lucha Blog did mention – that at, in one-on-one situations he's very charismatic, but somehow he cannot capitalize on that in front of a crowd. Like you just don't get that charisma from Alberto that you have in a one-on-one setting, and so I just don't know that he's going to be. He was the leader of the dream team back at the original Lucha yet, Libre World Cup, and yeah,
3: nobody felt, remembers him when you talk about that.
2: Dream no, they team. remember Rey
3: Mysterio. <laughs> yep,
2: that's all people. Remember. Can you imagine? Imagine you have Rey Mysterio on your team and you make Alberto the captain. Like yeah. well
3: that was the only way he was gonna get top billing because you yeah. had Rey Mysterio and, and uh Mystices on C's, that team. Yeah.
2: <laughs> oh, such a good show. I yeah. highly recommend everybody go check out that twenty fifteen Lucha Libre World Cup. Oh, so uh, good. Oh, I was so <laughs> invested in that and, yeah. and I still think about it often, especially with Johnny Mundo um, and Brian Cage. Like, that was – if you like Brian Cage, you've got to see the 2015 World Cup. Yeah, and- and if you want to see AAA you might have to go to YouTube because one place <laughs> they will not be is WrestleMania weekend they not <laughs> talk about it at all on their press conference today like not at all nothing has been mentioned if you remember there was this kind of the Kingo rule where you couldn't show Vikingo on your live streaming service you couldn't record the match and show it on YouTube because AAA was supposed to have this WrestleMania weekend show in Los Angeles and they wanted the rub of the first streamed Vikingo match. Well, in typical AAA fashion, it looks like that WrestleMania weekend show in Los Angeles is not happening. With everything they did talk about today, the fact that they did not talk about the WrestleMania show is very telling. And so it's it's Very, very unlikely the Los Angeles show isn't happening. I don't know if it was a funding issue. A lot of guys, thanks to Masked Republic, have got visas now to come over here. So they could have put together a show. I don't believe it was a visa issue. I could see sponsorship being an issue. I could see just in general the crowded nature of WrestleMania weekend. How do you stand out amongst all the shows that is – that is the, the, a conversation that I had with people who
3: make wrestling for a living uh, was when they were talking about whether they were going to be at SummerSlam – uh, not SummerSlam, uh WrestleMania weekend or not. It's like, well, it's so hard, especially when you've got two major indie promotions that are doing multi-night events, so you can just buy one ticket and see – and just go to one place, right? Like it's hard, now, right. it's extra hard to stand out. Sorry, keep going. Well,
2: well, yeah. and, and especially in Los Angeles, where like PWG has such a stronghold in that yeah, kind of lucha yeah. hybrid uh, Also, style. yeah,
1: GCW's already announced their whole lineup for that weekend. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's a very saturated market when you get there. It's also a challenge, just like I think in other areas. I think Dallas had this issue where you have you know, you're a bit spread out as well, um, where you could find a venue, but is it, um, you know, worth the, the drive, especially even if something is just a few miles away with traffic and everything that's, that could be, uh, an issue. So I heard the same from, um, individuals who work with promotions, who have promotions, Mm -hmm. about weighing the options of is it worth to put something together for WrestleMania weekend. And um, it just sounds like AAA's focus is really going to be more on their, um, you know, upcoming shows really heading into the summer
3: and the rest of the year. Well, and let's keep in mind that the Phoenix show was uh, relatively last minute for them. Yeah. So it may. I mean, I'm not. That's not saying that they're gonna try and do a last minute thing on WrestleMania weekend, but we may see them in the states this year. It just may not be uh, something that we they are able to talk about yet. Yeah. Uh, you know.
2: And, and we know they allegedly have signed Cain Velasquez for more dates, and so it makes sense that they would plan American shows because there's no way he gets to go to Mexico under the conditions of his release. Yeah. Now he's so. He is not coming yeah, to Triple Yeah, he, he Mania. is 100% <laughs> staying in that part of the country. And so if they want to have Kane, and they have signed him for these dates like it's been reported, they're going to have to have some American shows planned. But like we've mentioned, I think it's smarter for them to not do WrestleMania weekend and do a weekend when they can stand out. Your yep. fans that would travel for WrestleMania are not necessarily the fans that would show out for a lucha show Mm -hmm. or a triple A show
3: and that was true uh, when I was at the SummerSlam weekend in uh, Las Vegas like it was definitely much smaller crowds when I went to the lucha exclusive shows versus the shows where a luchador was performing
2: so I think it's a smarter idea for them to wait. I think Los Angeles <laughs> is still going to be a smart destination for them. You have a huge Latino population there that you know, yeah. No, no lucha, understand lucha, and if you're wanting to film something or do a live show on fight or whatever, that's the type of crowd. I mean, think of how hot the crowds were for Lucha Underground, mm-hmm. and. You could attract that same, literally the same audience, nearly. So I, I think Los Angeles probably will happen. I just think it's a smart decision on AAA's part not to focus on WrestleMania weekend, Absolutely. and and then we also forget that's right at the end of March, beginning of April, and we also have that first chapter of TripleMania, April twelfth. So a lot of interesting things going on there, and lot is still kind of up in the air with everything. Um, you know, a couple of years ago, last year, I believe it was triple a mentioned that they were going to go to Tokyo or to Japan, at least that they were going to go to Colombia. that they were gonna, you know, come to America. They really only made it to America. They did not go to Colombia or Japan. And so I think it's also likely we could see Colombia or Japan show up in their itinerary this year. A lot of interesting things going on for AAA. It feels like they've got a lot of momentum behind them. It felt like they kind of made a misstep to begin with when they severed that alliance with AEW and kind of chased the WWE thing with Vince McMahon coming into power and everything that's tied up with that. The possibility that the cons might make a bid to buy uh WWE, it's everything is evolving none of it sounded good for triple a but <laughs> no. their own internal momentum now after the press conference does yeah. sound good mm-hmm. they've yep. got a big plan one of the the biggest problems for triple a is that they don't map things out in advance they don't have a road map or a a story that they want to tell. And so you just get a lot of cool matches and then a triple mania with some vague stories that played out over social media, but seeing them plan this out this far in advance, it's just the 17th of January as they had the press conference and they've already laid out the teams when it's going to happen, when the final is. So, all of that's laid out. We know that. And that gives them time to build us something that we can invest in yeah, and absolutely. be excited about. And that makes me more excited for AAA than I have been since like the last tournament, as we mentioned, <laughs> yeah. the to de la Muerta. So very exciting things happening for AAA. I'm sure we will have more news on AAA next week if anything pops up in between it will always be on dot com, and we yeah. will always have it here on the podcast
3: i did have one last thought because oh, go you ahead. were mentioning it uh we may we may because of this roadmap and because of things like that we may see hints of where they want to go when you're looking at uh, especially the world cup like you mentioned going to uh Central America, and there's a Central American team this year. So depending on yes, who is. shows up, and a Japanese we might,
2: team. Yeah. Yep.
3: Yeah, we might we might see what their we might see some hints of what their plans are for that expansion, even though it's not on the roadmap we got. We they they may be, they may be building to it. May be waiting for that to be their big their big launching point for it. So just. Just ideas that pop into my head, like the promoter part of my brain kicked in when you were talking about that
2: stuff. Yeah, it's very exciting. There's a lot of pro like the Japanese women's team, like a Joshi bringing Joshi in to wrestle some of the luchadoras, sending luchadoras to Japan, like I find that idea very exciting. Yeah. And and some gonna be some hard hitting wrestling. <laughs> yeah, all around. Yeah. They- yeah. And yeah, just so much promise for triple a right now I, I feel completely different about them this evening than i did this morning like what <laughs> yeah.
1: that's it that's very like. fair
2: yeah, and, no, they, it's exciting. We are. We, I was
3: literally buzzing about it.
2: Yeah, and well, Brendan sent a message to the group, and I was like, hmm, "Wonder what's going on?" I was at work. My God, <laughs> so I couldn't really check. It. But I was very casually looking up Lucha Blog, and I looked at it, and I was like, "Oh man!" I kept getting more and more excited as I was reading it. And like it really, yeah. I mean, it's exciting news and exciting things going on. I watched the press conference this afternoon, and and you could, I mean. It feels electric. It just feels like AAA's finally got it together this year. This could be the year that we see something special and truly see them transcend. Whenever AAA has a misstep, it's kind of like, oh, well, it's AAA. What do you expect? But if they could step out of that and grow out of that role into being major contenders internationally, they could easily – I mean, they've got some of the best luchadors in the world there, and I just – Yeah, so much going on. It feels like their global expansion is finally happening. A lot of promise, and I think AAA is going to be the most exciting company to watch this year in wrestling. I think WWE may be the most interesting with everything that's going on, but I think that AAA is going to have the most exciting trajectory of the year and finally deliver on what some of us have thought was coming for 20-something years now, and... Since the fall of WCW, it doesn't feel like Lucha has been this important or this exciting or this much going on in America, and yeah, we're we're watching history with a lot of this, and very cool.
1: Well, thank you so much, uh, Dusty, for all of that exciting AAA news. You know we're going to be watching it very closely here on the Lucha Central Weekly Podcast, so make sure you stay tuned to future episodes. We are going to be wrapping things up with some MLW Major League Wrestling news. We haven't talked about MLW in a hot minute, but some very interesting developments with MLW in just this week's show. And by this week, I technically mean last week's, which was their episode that aired on the 12th. Uh, the episode for this week hasn't aired yet, but if you want to watch last week's episode, you can find that on YouTube. Is already available, but some pretty big developments. First off, we have some teasers from Caesar Duran about what his future is going to be like. Uh, previously, Cesar Duran was the official matchmaker of MLW until he was fired for some mysterious uh, instances that happened backstage that he was being blamed for. Uh, a series of wrestlers were getting attacked. Nobody knew why, but all signs pointed to Caesar Duran. So he was fired as official matchmaker. But now he is doing, well, what he does best and he's putting back onto the promoter hat. And so he announced, uh, that he is looking to take over MLW and start his own promotion, um, teasing, you know, bringing back Azteca. Lucha, um, not so much Azteca Underground, you know, you could see in the graphic, it said Azteca Lucha. So, um, he is looking to really get back into that promoter role. And we had uh, glimpses of that throughout the night. One of that was during a pretty comical segment where uh, uh, Hugo Savinovich uh, awarded Cesar Duran with a promoter uh, of of the year, matchmaker of the year, uh, by giving him a very big pencil. And Cesar Duran goes into a, a pretty passionate rant about how nothing was given to him. He wasn't given anything by his father. He didn't wait for anyone. No one needed to die, you know, for him to get into his role that he, yeah, it was, it was yeah, he <laughs> went there.
2: He went I there. So old.
1: <laughs> um, and that he is going back to, you know, what makes him the best in in being a promoter and the first person that he has. Signed uh, it was Taya Valkyrie, the MLW Women's Featherweight Champion, to his you know new promotion, and so uh, it does look like now the MLW Women's Featherweight Championship is under. The, uh, wing of, of Caesar Duran. Um, there was an announcement that he was going to announce a new member of his roster very soon. It could possibly be Johnny Morrison Mundo Nitro Impact. Um, one of the one of the many aliases of, of John Morrison of Johnny Mundo um, since it was already announced that he would be making an appearance with MLW or the other plethora of luchadors uh in MLW that he could sign one of them could be the new MLW Middleweight Champion and that is Lince Dorado Um, A huge accomplishment for him, uh, defeating Shun Skywalker in the opening bout of the night. Um, And this was a really, this was a really great match. Um, Go ahead. I
3: I want, I want to preface this. This is Shun Skywalker, who we were talking about two years ago on the Indie Roundup. This Mm -hmm. guy is a legit luchador who's. This is a huge opportunity. I'm sorry. Keep yeah. going.
1: He represented Dragon Gate and really talked more about the Dragon Gate style. Was a bit more technical, a little bit more hard hitting. Not so much lucha in the, in, uh, the commentary for this match was Joe Dabrowski, um, and, uh, uh, oh, trying to pronounce, uh, not remember his name. Um, <laughs> uh, oh my gosh, why is it slipping from my, my, um, he was the commentator for Lucha Underground.
2: Oh. Uh, Matt striker. striker. Matt Striker.
1: Yes, yes. So Joe Dabrowski and Matt Striker were on commentary for this match and Ooh. that really amplified um the vibe of this entire match but uh there was constantly this uh visual and, uh, commentary about Shun really, you know, playing a chess match with, with Lince. Um, you know, there was one moment where Lince, uh, was, was kind of, uh, duped by Skywalker trying to do a, a standing moonsault. Um, Lince Dorado put his, his knees up and then Shun took that and turned around and, and locked him in a cloverleaf um and then there was another instance um a little bit later on the match where Lince did a 619 uh Shun ducked from that and then was able to grab his legs and do kind of a double underhook powerbomb so there was kind of Shun was always a, a step further um and even with the speed of Lince, he seemed to always have you know, be kind of two steps ahead of Lince, which is very rare for Lince to for someone to be that ahead of him. Um, but in Lince Dorado fashion, he was able to uh, land that shooting star press for the win and become the new MLW world middleweight champion. Which overall, the consensus online seems to be very positive that this is a great direction for MLW, for the middleweight division. Um, it's great for Lindsay to hold this a singles title. And this could be a way you know, for him to be able to have a bit more flash on his own. We know he's so skilled in the ring, but now we're able to see him with some gold. Um, it'll
2: look good that, with that robe. Yeah, yeah, the robe is an awesome choice for Lindsay. Yeah. It really, yeah, I mean, it, like, when you think of robes, you generally think of Ric Flair, but it's much more like Intercontinental Playboy there, yeah. like it's um, very yeah. cool.
1: Well, I think I think, in almost you know, uh Lindsay has kind of played off the most interesting luchador in the in the world. You know, like I think that Ric Flair's robes were extravagant and decadent, and you know, the, but Lindsay is a little bit more subdued, but very playboy, very laid back, but very stylish. Um, and yeah. so I feel like you know. The next time we see him, when he takes off that robe, we're going to see that huge MLW Middleweight Championship belt right around his, his waist. Yep.
3: And it's going to look great.
1: He's promising a- it already. And it's going to look great. Even commentary played up, uh you know, Lince's uh, friendship with Microman and how they had <laughs> Microman was cheering Lince on in the back. So um it-, it was a great opening match, just a really great match in general to showcase um two wrestlers who. Uh, are both very talented and, and ultimately can work each other's styles very well. But it was, in this case, a way to really highlight Shun's um, technical ability and forethought and putting Lindsay in a spot where, again, like, it's, it's very rare for someone to outpace him um, and to be a few steps ahead of him. But... Um, in, in this reminded me a bit about when they talked about his his strength, very similar to a bandito, someone who is deceptively strong, yeah. and that he was able to to utilize. And also made me think of Dusty whenever he did a shooting star press. Um, yeah, so. he
2: does. He's got the best shooting star press in all of wrestling. All of wrestling.
1: You heard it here.
2: I, I I'm not
3: gonna argue with my teammate on that one. <laughs>
1: So once Lindsay, uh got up to the ramp, and, and another thing they talked about, too, I mean, the last time, back in 2017, he talked about, you know, uh, an injury and commentary talked about this, too, Um, an injury that he suffered that almost ended his career there. So to come full circle back at the 2300 Arena and be winning gold is huge uh for him. Cesar Duran walked out with a bottle of champagne, uh, Lindsay took a drink and Cesar Duran kind of walked him out, saying they had a lot to talk about. So in general, it sounds like Cesar Duran is now collecting a variety of wrestlers for As Azteca uh, Lucha.
3: Azteca, uh, yep. Which and leads me to my prediction, just in the time since you mentioned, suggested Johnny might show up, it's going to be Johnny Azteca.
1: Ooh, Johnny Azteca.
2: Yeah, I, I like
3: that. You heard it here for, first, folks. If he comes out with that, I nailed that. It's I didn't invent <laughs> it, but I—I I, that's my prediction. Yeah,
1: <laughs> and we—we we had high hopes once it was announced that MLW was adopting the lucha underground format. I mean, with you know bringing in Caesar Duran, uh, with a lot of the t- teasers that they had, we had a lot of high hopes last year. That really hasn't come to fruition. Um, for whatever reason, whether the ideas just didn't come sorting out, I know towards the end of the year, MLW really wasn't able to, um, have as many live shows as they wanted, even maybe the, um, ability to go to Mexico, um, or do a lot of that pre-tape didn't, come about I, the main thing too is that th- there has to be a story that strings along and there really wasn't there was at one point with Caesar Duran and uh you know Hammerstone and um Richard Holiday um you know there was some story there but pretty much once Richard Holiday um uh was beat and, and hammerstone retained there really hasn't been left much left for Caesar Duran to do no big nemesis no big storyline um no nobody to face and so um maybe we'll see a tie into the mystery of who's been attacking all these wrestlers um who knows if this is just a, a blank slate and maybe they just go to what i think as fans we've just been wanting is you know however close they can get to lucha underground as they can get within reason right um oh no,
3: no let's be honest here we're talking about the fans not within reason
1: <laughs> well within legal reason you know i, I know there's some trademarks there's some things that they cannot legally do well that, that's what i mean i think within reason i, I mean why not but I, I guess what i would say within legal uh <laughs> legal boundaries whatever they can legally do without getting slapped with a lawsuit
3: <laughs> yes
1: uh but uh yeah, i mean uh some moves, some waves happening in m l w right now um with the the lucha scene again, uh, another overall just uh m l w is uh been a great promotion for lucha libre in twenty twenty two and hope to see that grow in twenty twenty three a great way to start off the year with Lince Dorado winning the MLW Middleweight Championship and hope to see him in lots of great title defenses and matches and very interested to see the direction that Cesar Duran is going to be taking and if that means really making a run for bringing Azteca Lucha to the forefront as a actual promotion as something um, that fans can sink their teeth into. The last thing I want to mention in MLW news is something that we talked about uh, late last year, and that is MLW's partnership with Boss Fight Action yes. Figures. And the pre-orders are now available. The first series of MLW Action Figures are now available for pre-order at Boss Fight Studio. The first set of figures include Alexander Hammerstone, Mods Kruger, Jacob Fatu, and Killer Cross. Um, Each figure retails for $39.99. Additionally, you can get some great accessories, which if you have ever seen a Boss Fight Studio action figure, you know that their accessories are where it's at. Um, you can get a championship belt pack featuring the World Heavyweight Championship, the World Featherweight Championship, you know, for your Taya action figure that you already have. <laughs> the National Openweight Championship, the World Tag Team Championships, and the Opera Cup, which is available all together in a pack for $24.99. So, the first wave is slated to ship in, uh, later this fall. So, um, again, the first four figures that are set to be released are Jacob Batu, Alexander Hammerstone, Mods Kruger, and Killer cross as well as the uh, championship belt pack which you can get for 24 and 99 and if you have not seen a boss fight action figure the attention to detail is crazy crazy so awesome
3: normal. yeah go watch the video of how they made the lucha bros because they they took the mass off to paint those guys mm-hmm. and then You know, so there's details on there that you will never see because the mask is glued on, but they they put it in there.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, someone I had shared this on social media and someone was surprised to see, you know, Killer Cross as part of the pack. And if you remember, for those of you who are who are listening, that this was announced back in the summertime, that this partnership was first announced and then Killer Cross made his way back to the WWE very quickly um very suddenly very suddenly so that was just something that came by hap you know and i don't want to say by happenstance but that was not a part of the, the original plan seemingly um so it's also a pretty interesting thing to have um killer cross who's still you know now part of the wwe roster having his own action figure put out in this line with boss fight and mlw The same kind of goes with Mads Kruger. It was announced, I believe, last week that um, his uh, deal with MLW is now up. So uh, of the active roster with figures, we see Hammerstone and Jake Faw, too. Um, but this is the first set, so who knows other sets that are going to be coming down the line. Um, I have a feeling we're going to get a Lindsey one. I have a feeling like I just we just got we just would have to have a Lindsay one <laughs> with yeah. a robe.
3: They have such a good crossover value with the Legends of Lucha Libre line that they're mm-hmm. also doing that yeah. I'm sure Eric over at uh at the Boss Fight Studios would pitch for the as many Luchadors as possible.
1: Yeah, yeah. How do we get a microman one? Is that do we send a petition for that? Like how do we get a microman boss fight action figure?
3: So what they're gonna do is they're gonna release part of him and every of the other, every other one. So you have to buy the whole set to get.
2: Oh, mine. that's genius! <laughs> that's genius.
1: You build your own. I Michael got a man. Jimmy
2: Hart figure that way one time. You had to collect <laughs> all five and then you could build Jimmy Hart. Yeah. the that- south, y'all.
1: <laughs> that will be the microman special uh i get that I get that so um the check out boss fight studios uh to pre order your m l w action figures um they look great again the level of detail in them is awesome also the accessories just having all of those championship belts um and the opera cup as an a uh, cool accessory um is you know that's fantastic so um again. Pre-orders are now available for the MLW Boss Fight Action figures. We will keep you glued to all of the news happening with MLW as it comes along, especially future figure sets uh, with Boss Fight mm-hmm. Action it figures. Sounds like we'll get some more news down the pipeline in 2023. Um, I, I said I would wrap things up, but I lied. I have one last thing <laughs> I wanted to mention. And this was something that came, uh, in passing. So this past, uh, Friday the 13th, Impact Wrestling had hard to kill and we had the X Division Championship match champion Trey Miguel defended against Black Taurus. Um, that match was originally scheduled for the main card, but it got moved to the pre-show. You can find the full match now on, uh, Impact Wrestling's YouTube page. So. Completely free, a full match between Trey Miguel and Black Taurus for the Exhibition Championship from Hard to Kill this past uh, Friday definitely you want to want to check it out. I haven't been able to see the entire match, but these two men have been fighting for a good portion of 2022. Black Taurus has been a staple in the X division. And so um it looks like we're going to get probably at least one more match between these two. But um I mean, yeah, the X division has always been a, one of my favorite divisions at all of pro wrestling and Black Taurus has had such a perfect fit there. So Yeah. Go ahead, check it out on Impact Wrestling's YouTube page, Black Taurus and Trey Miguel for the Exhibition Championship from Hard to Kill this past Friday. And that's what I just wanted to say. <laughs> so, yes, that is uh, that is something I want to say. Also, just a really cool entrance um, with Crazy Steve introducing Black Taurus with the black lights and everything. A very rad, very rad entrance. Um, I'm very much digging, digging decay. So um, make sure to check out the whole thing. Impact Wrestling's YouTube page, completely free. 13 minutes. You won't regret it. <laughs> and that's the end of the news for this week. Uh Thank you all so much for listening to this week's show. It feels good to be back in this format with all of you. Don't forget to uh, make sure to visit LuchaCentral.com, your centralized place for all things Lucha Libre, but I can't really tell you enough about it, so I'm going to let Brendan do the honors. And Brendan, can you tell the listeners all the things they can find on LuchaCentral.com?
3: Let's do it. So uh, if you're listening to this and you haven't visited LuchaCentral.com, it's definitely time to do it. LuchaDecentral.com is your online home for Lucha Libre, where you can get all of the top news in English and in Spanish. You can find the best curated video content and original content that is not seen anywhere else. You can find Lucha Libre events that will be happening in your area, photo galleries from top photographers covering Lucha Libre around the world, And uh, it's a place to have your voices heard from weekly polls to annual awards, seen and read by the top executives and all of the major Lucha Libre promotions across the globe. And here we go. On top of all of this, all this greatness, it's still free. Years later, free, free, free. LuchaCentral.com, your centralized place for all things Lucha Libre.
1: And don't forget that you can follow Lucha Central.com on social media at Lucha Central on Facebook and Instagram and at Lucha com on Twitter. You can go check out Lucha Central on YouTube where you can find the archives of all of the episodes of the Lucha Central weekly podcast in English and in Espanol, as well as other shows from the Lucha Central podcast network, interviews, matches and exclusive content that you're not going to find anywhere else. While you're at it, go ahead and follow us on social media. Dusty, can you let our listeners know where they can find you?
2: Yeah, I am on Facebook at facebook.com slash Dusty Murphy. And I am on Instagram at Dusty Murphy.
1: And Brendan, can you let our listeners know where they can find you?
2: Absolutely.
3: I am 321 T-Shirt Guy. That's the numbers. 321 T-Shirt Guy is all spelled out. And then I am on Instagram. I'm on Facebook, and I'm all over the Twitters.
1: And me, Miranda Morales, you can find me at the hashtag Miranda, hashtag spelled out, on Instagram and Facebook, not on Twitter. Go ahead and bother Brendan if you're on Twitter.
3: It's not um, a bother.
1: It's not a bother, <laughs> bother, but still, just go ahead and hit him up on Twitter. Um, again, if you are an independent wrestler, promotion, fan, photographer, referee whoever you may be and you are working a lucha libre match no luchadors work with the lucha libre promotion please feel free to reach out to us we would love to feature you on a future edition of the indie roundup we'd love to support independent wrestling throughout the united states and even abroad uh, even in mexico so just because we talk about the West Coast doesn't mean that we're biased to the West Coast. It kind of does, actually, now that I say
3: that out loud. but We have a little bit. A little bit. Just because two, two-thirds of us live out there. But Dusty, we would, we're going to get some Lucha shows in your area. Yeah. You. <laughs> we
1: would love to hear about Lucha Libre shows happening all over. So please feel free to reach out to us on social media. If you are listening to the show on your favorite podcast streaming platform like Google Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, or just, you know, uh Podbay, whatever it may be, make sure you subscribe, rate, and review. You subscribe so that way you get a no- notification each and every time a new episode of the Lucha Central Weekly Podcast drops. You can leave us a five-star review and leave us a rating and then leave us a review. Let us know your thoughts on the show. Brendan's been asking, what do you want us to do with CMLL? Talk about it more? Talk about it less? What What do you want? What are you doing? Uh, tell us what you want. Uh, us I hope I don't
3: sound cover. like that.
1: No, that's just me. I sound like that. Okay. Um, but, yeah, so please reach out to us. We'd love to hear more from you. Thank you all so much for listening to this week's episode. For Brendan Barr and Dusty Murphy, I'm Miranda Morales. Thank you all, and we'll be with you next week.